We're about to read 2 Chronicles chapter 18. And um, as we're going through, a lot of the stories that we're reading in Chronicles are the same stories we've read in Kings. And, um, you know, if you're reading the Bible on your own at home, you know, it can be easy to just skip all these and say, oh, I read all these just, you know, a few books ago. Um, and yet, sometimes there were different elements to the story included. Some of the stories we've read in the last few chapters were not in the Book of Kings. They were extra entire stories that have been included in. Like, for example, the story where Asa defeats an army of a million soldiers. That's the biggest army mentioned in the Bible anywhere. We didn't get that story in the Book of Kings. And that goes to show us that there were big events in the life of Israel that weren't mentioned in other places. So there are, and of course, when you're covering a period of history that's so long, there's going to be a lot of things not mentioned. But the reason that a story like that got mentioned about Asa is because it was highlighting how he cried out to the Lord and had a deliverance. So the whole, the whole, the whole point of the things that are included in the book of Chronicles is it's, it, they're teaching us spiritual lessons. Whereas the book of Kings, we learnt spiritual lessons but more of it was factual about what happened. So the focus of the chronicler, the writer of the chronicles, is more what's the meaning of the things that happened. So we're now about to read Jehoshaphat, and you're going to see that exactly in this story, chapter 18. Now Jehoshaphat had riches and honour in abundance, and he allied himself with Ahab. After some years, he went down to Ahab to Samaria. Ahab killed sheep and cattle for him in abundance, and for the people who were with him, and moved him to go up with him to Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat king of Judah, Will you go with me to Ramoth-Gilead? He answered him, I am as you are, and my people as your people. We will be with you in the war. Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire first for Yahweh's word. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, 400 men, and said to them, Shall we go to Ramoth-Gilead to battle? or shall I forbear? They said, Go up, for God will deliver it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Isn't there here a prophet of Yahweh besides that we may inquire of him? The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man by whom we may inquire of Yahweh, but I hate him, for he never prophesies good concerning me, but always evil. He is Micaiah, the son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat said, don't let the king say so. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Get Micaiah, the son of Imlah, quickly. Now the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, each sat on his throne, arrayed in their robes, and they were sitting in an open place at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying before them. Zedekiah, the son of Chenana, made himself horns of iron and said, Yahweh says, with these you shall push the Syrians until they are consumed. All the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to, go up to Ramoth-Gilead and prosper, for Yahweh will deliver it into the hand of the king. The messenger who went to call Micaiah spoke to him, saying, Behold, the words of the prophets declare good to the king with one mouth. Let your word therefore please be like one of theirs and speak good. Micaiah said, as Yahweh lives, I will say only what my God says. When he had come to the king, the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? He said, Go up and prosper. They shall be delivered into your hand. 
The king said to him, How many times shall I adjure you that you speak to me nothing but the truth in Yahweh's name? He said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. Yahweh said, These have no master. Let them each return to his house in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Micaiah said, Therefore hear Yahweh's word. I saw Yahweh sitting on his throne and all the army of heaven standing on his right and on his left. Yahweh said, Who will entice Ahab king of Israel that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? One spoke saying in this way, another saying in that way. A spirit came out, stood before Yahweh and said, I will entice him. Yahweh said to him, How? He said, I will go and will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. He said, You will entice him and will prevail also. Go and do so. Now therefore, behold, Yahweh has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these your prophets, and Yahweh has spoken evil concerning you. Then Zedekiah the son of Chenana came near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way did Yahweh's spirit go from me to speak to you? Micaiah said, Behold, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner room to hide yourself. The king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and carry him back to Amon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, The king says, Put this fellow in prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with water of, of affliction until I return in peace. Micaiah said, If you return at all in peace, Yahweh has not spoken by me. He said, Listen, you people, all of you. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into the battle, but you put on your robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into the battle. Now the king of Syria had commanded the captains of his chariots saying, don't fight with, with small nor great except only the king of Israel. When the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they said, it is the king of Israel. Therefore they turned around to fight against him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and Yahweh helped him, and God moved them to depart from him. When the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. A certain man drew his bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the joints of the armor. Therefore he said to the driver of the chariot, Turn your hand and carry me out of the army, for I am severely wounded. The battle increased that day, However, the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot against the Syrians until the evening at about sunset, and then he died. All right. So Jehoshaphat is one of the great kings of Judah, and under his reign, things start to go good. <laughs> There's a few great kings of Judah. You know, obviously, in the united Israel stage, there was King David and King Solomon, great kings. But after they split, you've really only got three great kings. Now, Asa was pretty good, the one we had a couple of chapters ago. But you've really only got Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, and Josiah, the three great kings. And so here we've got Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat really tries to serve the Lord. But one of the things he does, now, no one's perfect. So even the really good kings, there's always something about them that's not quite right. That's human nature. Because, you know, David, the greatest king, he has his problem with Bathsheba and Uriah the Hittite. Solomon, the wisest king, 
sometimes does some foolish things. <laughs> so even the great kings have got some weaknesses. Now here, the weakness is that Jehoshaphat cooperates with Ahab. So you've got Ahab's the king of the northern tribes and Jehoshaphat's the king of the southern tribes. And you would think to yourself, well, hang on, aren't these the, the 12 tribes of Israel? Shouldn't they be cooperating? And today, you know, in the world that we're living in now, especially, you know, modern Christianity, the Lord's at work, you know, he's causing us to cooperate. He's causing us to work together. So we don't look at, you know, other denominations or other churches as like the enemy. We cooperate with them and that's good. <laughs> the, the Bible says, you know, when brethren, you know, brothers and sisters dwell together, there the Lord commands his blessing. That's Psalm 133. You know, when we love one another, then the world will know we are his disciples. So we're supposed to cooperate and work together. But here, Jehoshaphat cooperates with Ahab. And you would think this is a good thing, especially considered historically they are, you know, the one nation. But no, this is a bad thing. And the chronicler, the person who's writing the chronicles, portrays this negatively. This is not good. And the result is that this battle ends in defeat. So why was it such a bad thing? The reason it was so bad is because we, we probably don't get a sense of how evil the northern nation actually was. For starters, the Lord was so disappointed with the northern nation. When Jeroboam took it away, he set up these golden calves and straight away he took the focus of the nation away from the Lord to following these other gods. But now Ahab has come along and he's an evil king in an, at another whole level. We talked about this when we were going through the kings. Ahab is actively promoting worship of other gods. So before this, they were worshipping the golden calves, but in their minds, they thought they were worshipping God. I know that it doesn't make sense. It, it was a bit like way back in the desert when Aaron set up the golden calf and he says, behold, this is your God that brought you out of Egypt. So yes, it was a golden calf, but they some reason they thought it was the Lord. Well, the same thing happened in Israel. They set up these two golden calves and said, these are your gods that have brought you out of Egypt. So they kind of think they're following the Lord, but they're doing it in their own weird way. And it's, it's obviously not the Lord. But Ahab has come along and it's a full rejection of God. It's now we're fully worshipping Baal. And this is the guy who's, who Jehoshaphat's working with. So it's not a case of like, it, it, you can't really compare it with churches that try to get along with each other. Like say, you know, you got the, you know, the, the, the Baptists and the Pentecostals and, and they should work together because they both love the Lord. They're both Christians and it's good if they work together. But if you, if you had say the Baptists and the, and, and the witches coven, now, now, now that's not the same thing. They shouldn't work together because they've got opposite ends. You know, and Jesus himself said, a nation divided against itself cannot stand. A house divided against itself will fall. So when you're, you're you know, one's wanting to follow the Lord, but the other one's wanting to hate the Lord, you can't cooperate when there's that level of disagreement. And the chronicler, you know, the people who read all this back then, this was much more obvious to them than to us. And so it, it, we think to ourselves, you know, what was so bad about them working together? Well, they were mixing things together that shouldn't have been mixed. And that was a big problem. And Jehoshaphat, even though he's a great, one of the great kings, he, he gets one of his sons to marry one of Ahab's daughters, Atalia. 
And boy, does that turn out bad. We'll find out all about that in the chapters that are ahead. And I guess the lesson we need to learn is, yes, we need to work with other people, especially other Christians. We are the body of Christ. We are going to have differences. And, you know, in a sense, the, the tribes of Israel are kind of like a picture of the, all the different denominations in the body of Christ. You know, we've got Catholics and Anglicans and Lutherans and the Orthodox and, you know, Episcopalians, they're Anglicans and we, Protestants. Um, we've got, you know, Pentecostals and Prezies, Presbyterians. We've got all these different denominations, plus we've got non-denominational types, independent churches. They're kind of like the different tribes of Israel. But that, it's a loose analogy. That's about as far as you can take it. In one sense, you know, we are the, the, the nation of Israel together. We're spiritual Israel. But when you get down to stories like this, the analogy breaks down. Because in history, there were, there were times when some of the tribes were not following the Lord properly. <laughs> you know, if there was a denomination that went so far off the rails that they were not following the Lord, we wouldn't consider them Christian and we wouldn't work with them. We wouldn't consider them a part of the body of Christ. And so that's why, you know, when we look to work with other Christians, we have a basic, basic beliefs in common, like the Apostles' Creed. You know, we believe the Lord Jesus is our God. He died and rose again. So we're going to love those people and we're going to together share the gospel with others. And that's a good, good thing. But it makes sense why the chronicler was down on Jehoshaphat for what he did, because he wasn't, he, he was mixing things up that should never have been mixed up. So Heavenly Father, help us not to fall into that trap of mixing things up that shouldn't be, but help us to do the thing that you want, which is to love your people and to serve them and work together and to be full of the heart of Christ. Let your power be given to us for that purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.